Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. What you say and what you do on social media can be used against you. In a 2022 survey of HR professionals, 92% said they use social media to pre-screen candidates before extending an employment offer. 55% of them said they have found content that caused them not to hire a candidate. A career builder survey found that 34% of employers had reprimanded or fired an employee because of the content they found online. Ouch. Don't let social media cost you your job. I was on YouTube a few weeks ago and searched the word paralegal. I came across a video and you know how you're driving by a car accident that's on the other side of the highway and you complain about the slowdown on your side because of all the rubbernecking? but you can't help but rubberneck either? Well, that's what happened to me. I shouldn't have watched the video or at least not the entire video. I'll never get those 20 minutes back, but I couldn't help myself. It was a day in the life video of a paralegal at work in her office at a law firm, an office that she shared with another person. You can see client files in the background. She didn't stop the video when she got a phone call, presumably could have been from a client. She didn't stop the video when the other person in the office was talking on the phone. I'm cringing as I watch this because I have to tell you, when I saw that video, I thought, if her employer sees that, she's going to be fired. Even if there wasn't a breach of confidentiality or attorney-client privilege, it shows incredibly poor judgment to be filming a video for your YouTube channel, which wasn't even about paralegals, while you're working inside a law firm. Now, sometimes it's not as clear cut as that. Maybe it's some comments or posts inside a private Facebook group or a status update on your own Facebook page. But let's talk about the private Facebook groups. Because it's a private group, it kind of feels like a private community. If you're in one of these private paralegal groups, you've probably seen some of the same posts that I see. I see a paralegal complaining about the attorney or another colleague in the office. They just want to vent get it off their chest. Or there's a paralegal oversharing detailed information about the case or the client in an effort to get some advice from others on what to do about a particular situation. Well, the ABA's model rule 1.6 is clear. It applies not only to matters communicated in confidence, but it also applies to all information related to the representation of the client. Let me read a portion of it to you. A lawyer shall make reasonable efforts to prevent the inadvertent or unauthorized disclosure of or unauthorized access to information related to the representation of a client. There's some case law out there to support the view that just because it's a case filed in the public court records and those clerks' records are technically available to the public, unless it's filed under seal, It doesn't mean that the public has easy access to that information. 
because you might say to yourself, well, the attorney is signing this pleading that we represent this client. And those pleadings and motions are filed in the court. And those are public records. Well, there's plenty of information out there in case law that says, no, that's not the case. That doesn't mean that you are allowed to reveal the nature of the representation. In other words, that they're even a client of the firm. Because think about it. How many lay people who have never worked in the legal industry do you know want to spend their Friday afternoons at the clerk of court reading up on cases filed that week? Unless they work for a newspaper or some other media outlet, the answer is none. So remember, with 1.6, this includes all information related to the representation, including the identification of the client. Now, in the private Facebook groups, someone might not be posting the client's name. But what if they're posting so much detail that it's pretty easy for someone familiar with the case or familiar with that client? to be able to know who that paralegal is talking about. And then there's the ABA's comment to model rule 1.7. Social media should not adversely impact your client. And there's a comment to that that says, loyalty and independent judgment are essential elements in the lawyer's relationship to a client. How would that apply to you posting in Facebook groups? Well, you surely wouldn't want to post something like what I saw in a group. I'm going to read it directly to you. For all future clients, do not show up three hours early and talk nonstop to the paralegal about your case and the psych ward you were in for nine years. You will not be retained. I have too much to do at 9 a.m. and your crazy rants are not on the agenda. Whoa. (laughs) Now, there are 58 comments to that at the time that I did the screenshot of it, 58 comments. And someone commented, using social media to make fun of clients, imagine what a client will say about you and your law firm. Some of the comments were telling this person, the one who said that about making fun of your law firm, some of them were telling them, stop being a party pooper. This group is supposed to be there for us to be able to vent and get support from fellow paralegals. And then goes on to say, you know, what a paralegal posts here could get seen by others. So I'm looking at the timestamps while all of this is unraveling and I'm thinking to myself, it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. What are you guys doing? So let me ask you, when you have a private Facebook group with 20,000 or more members in it, how do you think the owner or admins of that group are going to prevent your managers and your HR people from joining that group? It's not like these group owners or admins of these Facebook groups are going and doing this detailed research on who is asking to become a part of the group. They don't know if it's a manager or someone from your HR department. How do you know whether or not one of your colleagues is in that same group and they recognize your name? Let me give you a perfect example. A couple years ago, I was in a different Facebook group and the admin posted to the group, something I want to read to you, a portion of it. I'll read it to you. It's several paragraphs long, so I'm going to shorten it up. The admin said, I would like to address some recent activity in our group. Yesterday, someone posted venting about her boss. This comment ended up being sent to her employer and she was fired. Since then, we found the reporter and she is no longer in the group or welcome in our group. And then they did go on to say, you should post as if your employers are in the group. But then also went on to say, 
We do not want members in this group, if they feel the need to report posts like this back to someone's employer or do screenshots of our posts. So of course I took a screenshot of it because I thought it was pretty funny her saying, don't take screenshots inside the group. I read that to you because I want you to know that it happens. It's not just other people at other big companies who get fired for their social media posts. Paralegals get fired for their social media posts. When you have 10, 20, 30,000 members in a private Facebook group, you're not going to be able to control whether or not people are taking screenshots of conversations on their phones and sending it to other people. Maybe they're not sending it directly to your employer. Maybe it's to a friend of a friend who also happens to be best friends or neighbors with the attorney that you're complaining about. You should have seen the comments to this post that were also sent to me. More than 80% of the comments were from people who were disparaging the person reporting the post with comments like, shame on that paralegal. We hope she gets fired someday and has to worry about how she's going to pay her bills. A few who actually had the nerve to say, maybe the first paralegal shouldn't have posted such bad stuff about her boss on social media. It is, after all, the internet. And those people were immediately attacked with replies and comments from people who thought that the paralegal should be able to post stuff privately when she's having a rough day. The problem is it's not private. Nothing on the internet, no private Facebook group, no private LinkedIn groups, nothing is private. So my advice is don't vent to social media strangers, especially when there's 20 or 30,000 of them. But the better lesson to that and the reason why she was probably fired is, is more because it's not good judgment. It shows poor judgment. The same with the, the YouTube video. You know, if a potential employer saw that video, you would have to ask yourself about whether or not that person has good judgment. You know, are there going to be issues where there's confidential client information or other things that could put the firm at risk? And I see that all the time. A paralegal asking for advice on how to handle a particular situation, and they're providing way too much detail about the client's situation. With 20,000 other paralegals in that group, how do you know whether or not the paralegal working for opposing counsel isn't also in that group? How do you know they're not the one providing advice to you on how to handle this particular client situation and purposely providing bad advice? Okay, so what do you do? First, review your company's social media policy. Every one of them is different. The ones I've seen vary anywhere from you're not allowed to use social media from your work computer or at all during work hours, which that 10 a.m. post would have been enough for that one paralegal to lose her job, regardless of what the post was about. And then there are the more specific policies about work-related posts. Those employee manuals and all those things that you had to read and sign on your first day, if you're like most people, me included, you just skim through them and sign them and then want to get on with your day. You're excited to be starting this new position. You're ready to jump in and get to work. So you skip past the admin side of things. Go back and read those. Even if you did read it thoroughly, how long has it been since you read it? If it's been more than a year, Go back and read it again. Second, don't film yourself at work at all. Now, I know probably most of you listening would be like, Anne, that's silly. Of course, I'm not going to put myself on YouTube. But I'm even talking about 
those 30 second Instagram reels. Now, especially not a day in the life video, but even a short Instagram reel or a Facebook live during your lunch hour, you know, maybe it's related to something personal you're doing on social media, not even work-related. You never know if there's something in the background that could reveal confidential or privileged information. Those likes and shares aren't going to pay the bills. It's just not worth it. Third, don't post something that you would be embarrassed about if your boss or colleague read it. In fact, when you do post something, read it and think to yourself, would I say this to their face? If you have a complaint or something's going wrong, the only way to resolve that is to communicate, not to those 20,000 paralegals in that group. You have to communicate those issues to the person who can help you resolve the problem, the person you're having the problem with. So I say, when in doubt, don't do it. Think along the lines of the advice that you get about sending an email when you're angry or upset. They say to type it out without a recipient, leave the draft overnight, and see if you feel the same way the next morning. It works. And you could do the same with social media. If you really feel like you must post it, then type out the draft post, but don't hit the post button. Just leave it there. Now, along those same lines, I want to give you another tip. I found this helpful. If you find yourself typing it out, this social media post, and then editing it like crazy because you're a little worried about how this sentence sounds or how this is going to come across to others, that's a huge red flag not to post it. Follow this rule. Count to 10 before you post. Take a deep breath. Count to 10. When you're emotionally charged about something and you start typing, before you hit post, do that. Take a deep breath and count to 10. Better yet, type it out and leave it till the next day. Everything always looks different in the light of a new day. Number four is to remember that there's no winning an argument on social media. So why try? You've seen the comments and posts that got people all worked up over the past several years. Someone jumps in to comment to correct the person who originally posted it. They argue back with their opinion. Others chime in. Do you ever see someone win that argument? Or do you ever see someone acknowledging that maybe they were wrong and didn't have all the facts straight? No. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that you wouldn't know unless you owned your own business and you advertise on social media. I'll use Facebook as an example. I can go into my Facebook ads account and pick the audience who I want to see my ad based on age, geographic location, their interest, education level, all kinds of things. Facebook knows all of that, not just from your profile, but from the things you like and comment on, who your friends are, what they like and comment on. They have so much information about us. Now, let's say the ad that I want to run is I want to create chaos. I want an, a post to go viral. Not me personally. I'm now being another person. And the way to do that is to have the post be about something that will get people angry enough to comment and then their polar opposites angry enough about their comment to also comment. And the more people who engage with that post, Facebook knows it keeps those people on the platform longer, which means they can charge more for their ads. Have you ever wondered why you might have 200 Facebook friends but only see the same 10 or 15 people's posts? It's not because the other people aren't posting anything for the last year. It's because Facebook knows that you're more likely to interact with those 10 or 15 people. 
aka stay on the platform longer so that they can charge more for their ads. One final note, I wanted to share something I learned a long time ago when we were working with a jury consulting firm. It was a very important case and the client was pulling out all the stops to win this. It was the first time that I'd worked with a jury consultant firm. And so this was many years ago, and I'm not kidding when I tell you that it was literally like the show Bull, that high ticket jury consultant show. They win trials, they go to trial with them. Um, I think it's on NBC, maybe CBS. The technology they had to find things out about people were amazing. But during that time, I also learned that they had a whole other division in the company that did nothing except background checks on potential employees. I was shocked at what they could find out about people. And that was so many years ago. I can only imagine what the technology allows them to do now. All right. Whether you're looking for a paralegal job or you already have one, don't let social media cost you your job. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.